it's it's hard to describe. I feel more exhilarated being at the edge. I do better when I'm at the edge. I, I, I tend to think better. I need to think, you know, be more creative. Every business is unique, but the ups and downs we experience as we launch and run our businesses are pretty similar. We're Harmon Brothers, the team behind Pooping Unicorns and other weird but successful video ads you've probably seen. We help businesses grow through unforgettable video marketing, and we're no stranger to tricky situations. In fact, we embrace them. The goal of this podcast is to show how your crappy circumstances could be the golden opportunity that leads to your next success. You're listening to Poop to Gold. Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm Benton Crane, your co-host and the CEO of Harmon Brothers. Today I have with me Arjun Rai. Welcome to the show, Arjun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for having me on the show. It's such an honor. Now, Arjun is the founder and CEO of Hello Woofy. Arjun, tell us what Hello Woofy is. Yeah, great question. So, uh, and I love the the, the background on the show. Um, I feel like every entrepreneur is going to relate to what I'm about to say, which is being an underdog, right? We're just looking to build the biggest company on the planet, on the planet, helping the smallest, right? The people just like you and me, the underdogs. And so we also say smart marketing for underdogs because at the end of the day, a lot of amazing, respected uh, companies have come, you know, come by, and you know they've built amazing companies and amazing products. But at the end of the they seem to be very clunky or you know they don't have any artificial intelligence any intelligence whatsoever to tell people hey this is what's working for you this is what you should focus on when from a marketing standpoint and since you know what's working for you do this more often and so we couldn't find any tools that were doing that and so we ended up building what we call as a smart marketing dashboard for underdogs which to your point is hellowoffy.com when you say smart marketing dashboard are you guys providing the tools that the underdogs need to be successful marketers or are you guys providing the tools and the services yeah so it's a tool it's a platform platform, self-service. Um, we have agencies uh, using the product. We have mom and pop stores using the product as well. Uh, typically, our customers tend to be women or stay-at-home moms, coaches, podcasters, um, you know, social media managers, agency founders, and, and things of that nature. We found constantly that you know they need to know when they're running their small business or managing other small businesses as an agency, what emojis do well, what words do well, what hashtags do well, right? What images do you know, could they use if they wanted to find stock footage and and they don't want to get in trouble and so basically in our platform and we we filed a couple of patents around the smart technology as soon as you start typing, it completes the, the entire sentence or, or phrase or words for you. It starts looking at hundreds of millions of conversations to find the perfect emoji combinations, which on a side, emojis drive huge amounts of uplift and engagement, according to Adobe Trend Report. You can see anywhere from 50 to 70% uplift in engagement and purchase intent. People are really willing to buy more. And so we took all of that data and we said, could we map the entire English dictionary to give you those capabilities? And so that's one of the reasons why we do so well when it comes to social media scheduling, blog scheduling. And last year, what we realized that during the pandemic, small businesses were completely uh, getting left behind when it came to streaming. <laughs> and I just, uh, I, ju I just walked over from my living room and on CNBC, they were talking about how streaming has become such a big part of uh, Netflix, Hulu, Discovery, all of the major broadcasting companies, right? But what about that coffee shop down the block that I used to go to during the, you know, before the pandemic? His coffee shop is not able to broadcast into my living room and say, hey, this is Pete from Pete's Coffee Shop. This is the coffee of the day. This is how we make it. This is the roast. This is the difference between the medium roast and the light roast and a, and, a, and, a, and a dark roast. And by the way, if you like any of this, click here using your remote or tap here using your finger to buy and I'll have someone deliver it to you. 
in the next 20 minutes. Seamless hasn't helped small businesses do that. You know, Netflix hasn't helped, you know, Amazon, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Alexa devices are all over the planet. They're about half a billion. So we started working with Amazon about a year ago to power all of the, you see a Fire TV playing in the background that's just playing Hulu right mm-hmm. now, or these Alexa displays, smart displays that are, you know, touchscreen enabled. You can now schedule video and audio content to them and have e-commerce capabilities, broadcasting capabilities. I could even ping your device in your home so long as you opt in to be able to say, hey, this is Arjun. I'm going live at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss this offer that's 75% off. Tune in at X hours for X you know minutes and actually go live at that. Point. And you can do that at a localized level, like you described with the with the coffee shop down the road? Yeah. So so we're heading in that direction in the next few weeks. At the moment, you can schedule video content. You can schedule audio content. You can do it all in Hello Wolfie and have it a dedicated skill or an app developed for you, uh, which typically will cost you ten to $50,000 to $100,000 to do, which is why it's such an uphill battle for small business owners. But we realize that the home and the broadcasting and the streaming side of things, we call it DTC, direct-to-consumer. Broadcasting is going to be big. And so we have an MVP on the broadcasting side, and we're going in that direction that I mentioned earlier. I love it. I, I feel like big business, not across the board, but as a general rule, big business really grew during uh, the pandemic, while small businesses, uh, yeah. like you mentioned, were, were impacted in a mostly negative way. And I think not only is that really bad for those individual entrepreneurs, but I think just society in general really benefits by having a, a strong culture of you know small businesses. I love what you guys are doing. How would you describe the why of your business? The why really comes as a small business owner myself for over a decade. I started my first uh, few projects when I was a teenager, or technically I started selling when I was, a, <laughs> when I was six or seven years old. But uh, as a small business owner, and, and I'm sure you can uh, attest to this as well, social media management, social media marketing, marketing in general, isn't something that we were taught. We didn't get a degree in this field. We weren't, it wasn't an extracurricular ca- activity you could just subscribe to in high school, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we run our businesses, we all of a sudden have to know accounting. We have to know legal side of things. We need to know marketing side of things. And that economics class kind of helped you out. But uh, what about the marketing side of things? And so we really do need intelligence baked into the products that we use, the services that we use to be able to find out what is doing well for us so that at the end of the day, we're not competing against our biggest competitors with unlimited marketing budgets on a strategy called let's wing it to figure things out. <laughs> and that's the why. The, like, why are we winging it? We're not birds. Like, we don't just want to wing things and figure things out, right? We want to be decisive. We want to know exactly what is working for us, which words, emojis, hashtags, just at a bare minimum. And then we start pet filing patterns around compliance, making sure that you're not saying certain things or you're not posting similar content, not po- duplicating yourself over and over again so that you seem robotic to platforms. And so we're really taking it making it so easy that it feels like a self-driving car except you're doing marketing, you're doing digital marketing. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. We, we want to hear about your poop to gold journey. Take us back in time for a minute, and we want to go to one of those times where things got rough and, and things were dark for, for a minute. To Take us there. So we start, we incorporated the company in 2016, and uh, I brought on a friend of mine, uh, you know, a very close friend that uh, I went to college with. Uh, when, you know, he, he was introduced to me by someone else that was uh, even closer, and uh, they, they had grown up together. And brought him on, and we, we started building the company together 
together throughout 2017. We got into an accelerator program. We got, we raised a little bit of capital from Peter Thiel, his mm-hmm. Scout Venture 1517, put in some capital as well. That was all great. And then towards the beginning of 2018, after one of our investors had made an introduction, the junior partner at the fund had made an introduction to one of his quote unquote best friends from school as like a top level CTO, highly acclaimed, highly vetted, you know, uh, technical uh, individual. We figured out that he was anything but that five months later. And you can imagine what we were, you know, we were paying, we were paying a CTO's level salary plus, you know, compensation, things like that. So we figured out that it wasn't working out. Uh, what he had built uh, was kind of taking other people's codes and putting it under an MIT license. And uh, we were like, OMG, we have to throw all of this out. Not only do we have to get rid of him, but we have to throw this out the door. And so we told the partners at the fund, hey, this is what happened. And they apologized. And then the founding founding member <laughs> of the partner introduced us to his friend of 30 years. And that turned out to be even a worse decision <laughs> to bring him on board. And so between him and my co-founder, I had to let them go. Um, my co-founder and I are friends again now after a couple of years, but I had about $9,000, $10,000 left in the bank to turn the entire company around, scrap everything that was built up until that point uh, because it was useless. And uh, this was the summer of 2018. I told my investors, hey, what do you expect me to do? What do you think I should be doing? And they said all uh, across the board, shut it down. We'll do, we'll do the next thing with you. And I said, you know what? No, I'm going to make this work. So I picked up a second job at another company. I worked in the mornings from five to eight and the evening seven to midnight. And within a year, I had put in about $120,000 in credit cards, $50,000 in cash. I just sucked everything I, I had and put it into the business. By August 2019, at a company that you may recognize called AppSumo called us up. Um, you know, Noah Cragen's amazing marketplace for helping small businesses. Uh, they called us up and said, hey, we heard some good things about you. You know, we, we wanted to see if you would be interested in coming on our platform. For your listeners who don't know what AppSumo is, it's essentially the QVC, the home shopping network of the internet. They find software companies, they do flash sales and things of that nature. And I said, absolutely. I'd love to be in front of your uh, nearly a million small businesses uh, and, and, and kind of, you know, uh, get some feedback and get some traction initially. So we ended up launching that towards the end of the year. At the same time, we were, <laughs> we were auditioning for a TV show, which we got rejected from. First week of uh, September, uh, my dad called me up at three o'clock in the morning and said, hey, your mom's been taken to the hospital. You need to come over to New Jersey immediately. Oh. A few days later, uh, just before she passed away in the hospital, the, the TV show uh, emailed me saying, hey, we have a couple extra slots. Uh, if, you, if, you want to st- if you can still fly over to California, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, we won the show the following year. We won the show in the first half and then also the, the finals uh, during the pandemic. And uh, and we just we launched in December 2019. We grew 21,000 percent in 2020. We did uh, we've done nearly 300 thousand dollars in revenue to date, and we have over 10,000 small businesses using your product. And so that was my poop to gold story right there. And of course, there are other nuances there, but um, you know I've definitely lost people along the way, but gained a lot more people than than I've lost. Let's dive into those couple couple moments just a little bit deeper here. So um, you had one false start with the CTO and then a second false start with the CTO. And after that second one, you're just about out of cash. Talk to me a little bit about the emotions that, that you're feeling at that point and what are the voices inside your head saying at that point? You know, at some point, you just have to become numb to it. Maybe it's like uh, my dad and I are very close now um, and he, you know, I tell him everything now and he, he keeps wondering how 
how the heck you do it? Like what mindset does an entrepreneur in his mind have to be in to make all of these decisions come down to the last few hundred dollars and then miraculously, you know, venture funding appears, angel investment appears and we win and we succeed. And then, you know, we find ourselves in that position again and we raise even more capital and we win even more. It's it's hard to describe. I feel more exhilarated being at the edge. I do better when I'm at the edge. I, I, I tend to think better. I need to think, you know, be more creative. So I, it's a very hard, I, I don't know if you've been through this as well as an entrepreneur. It's a very different mindset. And I, and I have a hard time relating to other people who aren't entrepreneurs. We were having this conversation yesterday <laughs> on Green Room, uh, Green Room being the new Spotify's version of Clubhouse. And mm-hmm. uh, a, a, another lady who's an entrepreneur, very A-type, we have a very similar personality. She, she literally asked me, are you a lone wolf or a team player? And I told her, unfortunately, or fortunately, I have to say I'm a lone wolf. And she said she is too. Because for me, certain things have to be done in a certain way, pixel perfect. The furniture has to be lined up to the tiles. The, you know, the, the projector has to be leveled out. I mean, people are like, why are you so anal? But then it reflects in the product because the product is better because the experience is better. The, the nuances and details, someone will actually appreciate that. And I don't know if that answers your question, um, but it's just, it's a different mindset. I don't think you can put a, a word or a definition to it. How big is your team now? We've got 15 people, uh, 12 to 15 people, but we have six people core to the team full-time and then everyone else's contract-based or, or part-time-based. One thing I will say on the mindset side of things, uh, one book that completely transformed my life is called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, which is based off Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is over 100 years old. And the reason I bring that up is because I was I found myself at a bookstore called, uh, which eventually was now uh, was called Namaste Bookshop in Union Square here in New York City. Do you remember those kiosks in the old days where you could go into Bed Bath & Beyond and you'll see the album covers and you click on the album cover and you put on your headphones and you listen to it? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I did that. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna do that for maybe a couple of minutes, see what this book is about, see what this book is about. I ended up standing there for almost an hour and I told my mom about this. It was back in high school and she was like, okay, I'll buy you the CD. And it was a secret and it completely transformed my life. How you treat people, how you think, to going back to mindset, are the number, you know, those kinds of opportunities, those kinds of people will come to you. And so all of the relationships I've been in personally or, or professionally or all the mir- miracles that have come towards our way um, have been re- as a result of me being open-minded and saying yes to more opportunities and no and spending 10% of my time and things I have no idea about carpentry, you know, real estate, fashion, um, and then 90% of things I, you know, time of my time and resource and things I do know. And that keeps me open-minded along the way as well. For the time that we're at right now. So as, as of this recording, we're right in the middle of 2021. And for the entrepreneurs who find themselves in the middle of their own poop journey right now, what single piece of advice would you offer those entrepreneurs? I, I heard this advice on Shark Tank once and, and and I typically uh, advise entrepreneurs or founders on this is uh, Robert Herjavec once said, it ends the way it starts. Just know that it, it, it'll it always get better, but the mindset you start that journey with, it'll end that way as well. So I've always kept a positive mindset. I've always you know, been very op- optimistic about where we're going because I know when, since we raised public capital and we're unscrutinized by the SEC, I do have to say if, uh, if and when uh, we, we list the company on a public exchange, I, I would love to have all of those people that have believed in me say, standing right there next to me at the podium when we are you know, celebrating our listing because I know that the way it's going to get to that point is through the optimism and the positivity that I brought into the journey in the first place. And although that's not an ending, that's definitely a stepping stone. Um, so it ends the way it starts. It ends the way it starts. I love it. Where can our listeners stay in touch with you? You, you can go to hellowoofy.com, which is H-E-L-L-O-W-O-O-F-Y.com. My email is very, very simple. It's my first name at the domain name. But uh, if you're going to email me, tell me a little bit about your small business you know, what kind of, you know, products, services you sell, what are some of the struggles you're 
running into. What are the, some of the features you you wish your marketing dashboard would have so that we can throw it onto our roadmap? And if you feel like it, you know, definitely join our Facebook group, which is called Content Masters, where we don't hold back. We love the feedback, the critiques that come in. A lot of our business owners end up helping each other and we do client networking calls as well. And they end up helping each other right on the uh, call itself with sales funnels and you know paid ads and how to hire people and, and things of that nature. So we do want to nurture a community of small business owners or as we call it, underdogs. Uh, so please, please do reach out and, and let us know how we can be of service to you. Thanks again, Arjun. We really appreciate getting to know you and we appreciate your time coming on the show. Virtual hugs. <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. Do you ever feel like your marketing efforts are stuck on a plateau? At Harmon Brothers, we offer a free marketing audit to help you identify the areas where you can level up and get your business back into growth mode. All you have to do is go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash audit. We have the data. We have the expertise. This is free. Check it out. You won't be disappointed.